Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO cast. We're back. Took a brief break because a brief brief break because I was on vacation, so that was kind of nice. Enjoyed the beach a little bit. To come back to some, I'm gonna discuss something that happened to me today that everyone thinks is hilarious. Um, so I'm here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Um, so we got a lot of stuff to cover because a lot of stuff happened in like the past week and a half. Um, we try and stay on top of it. We're going to try and maybe, you know, we're going to go over some stuff that's kind of a little bit older, but not too old. So, you know, bear with us if you're listening to something like, oh, this is old news. Well, yeah, you know, you know, we're going to start off with, well, we'll start off with, make sure you go to all of our social media platforms, facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter, FOMO underscore cast, FOMO podcast on Instagram. Make sure you check out our Twitch, where me and Tim have been streaming Plunder on From Warzone pretty much every night almost. We do at least an hour of Plunder. Uh, Tim does not like the regular awards zone. We played it last night and he did not like it. He did not like going to the gulag. Um, uh, so go to Twitch, search FOMOcast, and then our logo will say FOMOcast Gaming. We do have a new logo for that. And then uh, make sure to look at our YouTube, FOMOcast, uh, search it. Uh, I'm going to be recording one after we do the podcast for um, a new one, which is uh, Barrel and Blade. So um, it's supposed to be one of like the top. Uh, gun enthusiast knife enthusiast boxes so i'm excited to open that one up uh probably have a lot of uh giveaway stuff from that uh let's start it off tonight with um r.i.p to uh eddie van halen now Mm -hmm. most people you know obviously his name is kind of a given you know he was a part of van halen but um i think the biggest news the biggest thing for me was is all these cool guitar riffs that everyone always hears in these songs, all this certain things is, is, is basically because of him. He's the one that you would hear, you know, is somewhat repetitious, but just these insane guitar riffs that he was going crazy on. So uh, apparently he had cancer. Um, so you want to say RIP to him before we go into anything, you know, fun or serious, because, you know, you want to recognize some people who have changed the game for everyone. So I know all the, mus- the musicians out there are, you know, are, uh, are hurting because of that today. So, but, uh, let's, um, let's start off with, um, so we've been playing call of duty season six. Um, Connor from con Constant cantina did go through the whole entire list of, items you could get so so those don't know don't know there's these little perks that you can get to level up when you buy the battle pass um and the battle pass uh luckily for me i got the first one and i had enough of the call of duty coins to actually buy the battle pass this season so that was kind of cool um but basically the battle pass gives you these little, you can get new skins. You can get new charms for your gun. You can get, um, skins for your character, which they call them operators on there. A lot of things. And Connor's like, I don't get it because it's not worth it this time. Well, I already got it, whatever. But, uh, how have you liked season six? We haven't gone to the subway yet. That's one thing we haven't done. Uh, have you noticed any changes in what we've been playing for season six besides the new guns and the shotgun that you Tim wants to hurry up and finish recording so he can go level up the shotgun? <laughs> um, no, not not really. I know they came out with the patch um, recently that kind of nerfed some stuff, and I guess in the subway when on Warzone when the gas circle got smaller, you could go in the subway and it wouldn't affect you. Now it says it will um, affect you. 
and it's crazy the watching some YouTube videos on the subway. I mean, <clears throat> A, of course it is a subway, and B, I mean, you could get around really quick on it um, because, I mean, it's not like you're sitting there in the subway and you're watching the train go underground through a tunnel right it, it, it takes reason. off and then yeah. yeah it takes off and then all of a sudden it shows you you know boom pulling into the station uh so that's that's pretty cool but i really haven't noticed um <clears throat> any anything different and today was the first time i um uh got on since since the uh since the, or played multiplayer not in warzone since the update and like i said i'm just trying to level up my my shotgun so but we'll see i mean i i liked everything going on i liked uh i liked the new updates i did feel like they needed need they didn't need to nerf some of the stuff because i mean i saw some of them and i'm like wait Wait, what? I'm like, you can throw C4 like seven miles? What the heck is that? I mean, I don't think you should be able to... It should be as short it is as it is now. Because I heard the the rumor I've heard is that people are basically uh, blowing themselves up because that's basically what happens when you don't throw it very far. So I was like, all right. I go, uh, you know, it is what it is we'll see what they, if they want to make any other changes in the future, but we'll, we'll see. I, I love, I like the game a lot. It is one of the most popular multiplayers out there. That's why when we do stream, we're not getting crazy amount of viewers. Cause there's so many people streaming it right now. And honestly, mm-hmm. I spend most of my time watching, um, watching streams of people streaming. Cause I want to learn more stuff too. I want to be like, okay, look, this is what I need to do. This is what I want to, you know, accomplish while I'm playing the game. So I've had some fun doing that. Um, the next thing we had, so, well, let's just go into the, the COD, the real quick, the survival mode, because Tim shared this on the Facebook group, and I wasn't sure what it was. So survival mode, um, it's already been a thing. I just didn't know it wasn't on Xbox. So I don't play that. But survival mode is where you basically you're getting attacked by a bunch of ai and so survival mode is now available across platforms it came out with the season six update and basically you need a patch which i already downloaded because you couldn't play a multiplayer without the patch which i thought was yeah. yeah so i got all that done but pc you do not need it so i wanted to mention that because that is something that some people do like certain games like me and tim for a long time we were only playing uh, Team Deathmatch and Kill Confirmed for the longest time. And then mm-hmm. I started having some fun playing um, Domination. Um, I started doing really good uh, on the mobile app in Domination. So I'm like, oh, I'll try it on this. And it is, uh, Domination's a different beast. Um, but I will say, me and Tim did have fun last night playing with two people we just met on there. And it was kind of nice having people working together in a team. So that was pretty cool. And and knowing what they were, well, you guys knew what you were doing. I was just, you know, following the leader. Um, <laughs> but it is cool, like you said, working on a team, um, kind of, ha- you know, following more so the guys that know what's going on um, and have a plan and not just, okay, well, you can go here and I go here and, you know, we'll, we'll come, come back later. Like, it's, okay, I, hey, let's put push up here, you know, and just, um, uh, you know, take, take teams down. And I think that's why they do have duos and tr- uh, trios on, still on um, the, the system, you know, with, with you play the Warzone actual aspect. Um, 
And so, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I just saw this right here. I'm going to tell you this later. Um, but uh, I think that's why they still have it because it's kind of it's kind of cool to be able to adjust. So if you're like, you know what, me and so me like me and you work together on plunder. So if they had a plunder duos. We would kill it. Oh, we yeah. have a plan. We know what we're doing. Every time we've been playing so much together, we know, like, we always know the places we like to go. We always split up and try and get as much ground as we can. So mm-hmm. I do think that, um, you know, adding these modes and doing whatnot in the season six is kind of, you know, whatever your whatever your favorite thing is to do, just do it. It's fun. Um, the only reason why I wrote this one down is I thought it was really weird. Um, the Lion King 2 is getting a live action. Well, do you, do you want to do the one last COD thing before we move to that? Which one's that one? How it no longer will fit on 250 gigs. Oh, yeah, we can mention that. So That they, is crazy. So basically, uh, a lot of people um, who have, like, maybe they've had their Xbox longer than I have. They have basically either a hard drive or the SSID. Um, or S, sorry, I don't want to say ID. The SSD. Um, they have that to hold the whole game because you know they might have too much stuff already. So if you have a 250 gigabyte SSD card or a hard drive, the game will not fit on it anymore because it's literally. I I I guess I didn't know they did this. I always thought when they did updates, the pre the next update would would uh, basically remove the other update. Yeah, overwrite it. But no, that's not the case. Literally, they're just building update on top of update on top of update. And what I think they're going to do is, because the rumor is, is zombies are coming this month. And um, there's, a, there's a picnic area in, on the map in Warzone that if you go there and stand there, you can hear a little kid laughing. And it's supposed to be like a horror aspect. So what I'm thinking is, is that was, that's what they're going to do is, the reason why they overlayer it is because they'll add zombies and then they'll remove that layer out of the whole entire stack. Rather than removing the whole thing and reloading it, I think that's why they stack it up the way they do. I wasn't sure, you know. Now I do know, kind of. That's what I'm figuring it is. So, you know, I, I don't mind it. I think it's, I think it's actually pretty cool because, um, you know, that means they can make better modifications. And I know people yeah. are actually looking into the files and they've seen examples of the zombies and whatnot. So, I mean, we're gonna see what happens. I'm not. I'm not too worried. They've been doing a very good job so far, and uh, I really don't think they're going to screw it up because, I mean, look at the success of it. They haven't screwed it up yet, so, I mean. Yeah, exactly. And with that layering effect, it doesn't, um, the new updates that come out, unless it's a bigger update, uh, doesn't take that long to update on your, on whatever uh, console you have. Right. I think the last one that everyone complained about, it was like, uh, I think it was a, it was like a 75 gigabyte update. Yeah. It was like, like that. What, like three or four updates ago, I want to say. Yeah. And that was before yeah. I had the game. And it did take, when I got the game, it took a long time to update. It took a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know mine. I put it on before I go to bed. And then when I wake up in the morning, it's, it's done. Or even yeah, if it doesn't or errors out, then I just redo it. And when I come home from work, it's done. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's what I might have so. to do. And that way, I and at night nobody's on using the internet anyway, so it should have, uh, you know, good good download speeds because there's nothing connected really. I didn't think about that either. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. Um, 
so the next thing we're going to talk about, I kind of, I just I already mentioned it, so you already know what it's about, but I just think it's really weird they're doing a reboot of The Lion King live action. Um, look, hey, look, I get it. People liked the 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 one, and I'll never forget. I remember seeing a tweet from John Favreau saying, "Hey, we put this. There's a clip here, a 10 second clip, and two seconds of it is the real Serengeti. The rest of it is fake. It's all CGI." And, you know, it was just kind of cool seeing, like, oh, look what they can do with CGI. That's that's pretty insane. So I was kind of like, all right, you know, cool thing, cool story, cool dude, cool thing, dude, whatever. And then now they're saying they're going to do another one, and I'm like, why? Why do we need another live-action one? I don't understand. Like, you know, obviously Mulan was the first one that wasn't singing, and all I could think of is they do have Aladdin 2. Uh, well, they have, like, Aladdin 7, I think. Yeah, they have a couple different ones. So, I mean, I mean, what else could could what, what are they gaming? I, maybe they're trying to get original songs. I mean, you got to think with Frozen and Let It Go. I mean, mm-hmm. that was insane. So maybe they're trying to get some sort of market share or get something where you know. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that. I guess the only thing that they're doing is just capitalizing on those live action remakes. Um, but you would think they would do. You know, they kind of hit all the big ones uh, already, or, or most of the big ones already. Um, but with Lion King two, it'll be interesting what aspect they go onto that because there is a Lion King two animated one called Simba's Pride. So is it? Well, going... I mean, they have the cartoon show with uh, with Simba's son, and he's, yeah, it's the Lion Guard. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I think Disney is just striking while the iron's hot and take it and see. I mean, if it makes more money than what it costs to make, I mean, shoot, it's you know a, a success. I mean, that is true. I mean. Who can complain if they're they're just out there? To, I mean, right. That's and, what that, and, people forget they're they're out there to make money. That's what they're out yeah. there to do. Yeah, they got they got to appease. I mean, it's it's a publicly traded company, so you got to appease the stockholders um, on that. But I mean, and the other thing is, is you know, they could just show off. Hey, you thought Lion King was good as far as you know CGI and and all of that. Um, let you know, here's Lion King two, <clears throat> and it'll be you know bigger and better uh and it's still pulling uh on those uh, the ties to the lion king where you have familiar faces and and characters on it and i mean I, i'm not gonna lie there are people who get super nostalgic about everything and they're like oh yep i remember this when i was a kid i'm gonna watch this no matter what happened so okay yeah you know it, if that's you, you if that's you hey i'm fine with that but i don't see i don't i don't see the monetary value in it that's what you I'm know, saying. Exactly. Well, and the thing is, is you got all these kids that the parents are going to go take them to see it. So, you know, there, there you go. Those tickets right there, even if they watch it once, that's one time because you're going to have a parent that goes, there's one ticket. You got a kid that goes, there's two tickets. So you're pretty much guaranteed two tickets. And if you got a, a family of, you know, four or five, you know, say the dad goes or the dad doesn't go, but they take all the kids or a group party, um, we're not group party, you know, a group of kids that all go. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, there's your tickets, there's your tickets right there. Cause what's the parents going to say? Oh, 
no or you know wait till it comes i mean now you could say wait till it comes out because you know with the movie theater situation the situation <laughs> we're in but i mean they're going to want to go see it you know whether you 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 like it or not i mean you could walk away and say oh you know what i didn't like that i didn't care for it. well guess what they already got their money so it doesn't well, and, matter what they and, think and speaking of that i mean i think that plays a little bit into this next uh, item uh because with with what they're doing and that's that's Tim's wife talking in the background. Tell Kayla, tell Kayla everyone says hello. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so the next topic we have is is Disney Plus is launching Group Watch, which I just looked it up. It's active right now. It actually it's kind of crazy. So Tim just so Tim's a newer iPhone user. So you know how when you go to click share on an article or like mm-hmm. something on Facebook and it pulls up and I'm sure I pop up as one of the top people you text to. Well, basically, that's what happens. You pop that up on the group watch, and it says invite, and you click invite, and basically, it invites everyone, and basically, whoever does the inviting is in control, and um, basically, when you're in control, you can pause, you can stop. Apparently, they're going to work on putting emojis or something in it. We'll have to try that out this weekend is what we're going to have to do. Um but I just thought it was crazy and it was super cool because I was like, you could have watch parties with your cousins, with your nieces and nephews if you're not close by to them and all that kind of stuff, especially like when it's the Mulan premiere. And let's say you all get it or let's just say you get uh, the, oh, this, it's the new season of something on Disney+. Plus. So I've heard from other people that I guess this was a, this was a kind of a thing for Netflix um, with uh, Xbox where you could all go into a little theater and watch it while it played. But I think this option is way better. And when I clicked on it on the phone, it's so super advanced. So now with that group watch, I'm assuming you both have to be subscribed to Disney Plus. You can't invite a... Every, everyone has to be subscribed, and it's a maximum of six people. So seven people total, I think. Yeah. So it's six not like one of those li- things where, hey, I have it, you don't. Um, let's no, do, do that. No, yeah. and, and it's it really sucks because I have a feeling that's why... Um, they don't they don't basically use uh they don't use the uh one what the what's the function i'm thinking of the free trial function anymore they got rid of the free trial and i think yeah because that's what i was gonna say you know then are you gonna be able to do it on free the free trial because i know on some free trials um you know it's kind of not necessarily throttled down but you don't get everything you know they keep some some aspects out of it so that way it's like oh hey or you could do it once and then that's it um and it's like oh you like that okay well once you subscribe then you could you could get it so but i'm sure exactly like you said that's that's why because then okay all i gotta do is just throw in um create a new email and get free seven days and uh have a whole bunch of watch parties Exactly. So that, I think that's, that's why they got rid of it, kind of, because, you know, I mean, I obviously it was a great intro, but Disney knows its product and they're not going to waste time on that. So yeah. I do think it's a crazy cool option. I think it's cool, too. Like if you have relatives or family somewhere else um, that can't really be around to watch it with you. So um, we'll try it out this weekend. Maybe me and Tim will figure something out. We can watch something. Well, shoot, and- you could you could double dip it in this day and age. You could watch the movie group watch the movie and then have a uh 
you know, a video conference and use that as a chatting option or yeah. to see uh, individuals reaction or talk through that. And that's um, what some people do. Like, I know that's what Connor was trying to think about what they could do for, cause they're a, they're a cantina podcast. They're con cons cantina, like them and follow them. They give us a shout out all the time. I will be on their podcast this next one because of something that happened to me today that Tim and I will discuss <laughs> after this topic. Cause I'm still frustrated about it, but he was saying that um, they wanted, cause they, their podcast started because of the Mandalorian and what they want to do is they want to, basically watch with the audience but you can't legally do that unless you have the group watch but yeah. you can't, so if they record it they can't have the audio play through because that's copyrighted infringement so there's a lot of things trying to work out but that is an option and i thought that that'd be cool just to sit there like you said and see people's reactions and be like oh yeah oh my god did you see that rewind it real quick well right you know you could have a full-on conversation yeah rewind it pause it and really deep dive in into it because I like I like Connor and Justin's uh, basically idea of what you do is you need to watch like especially when you're reviewing like the Mandalorian season two that's coming out you need to basically watch it multiple times if you're gonna do something like we do with a podcast that's just the way it is so what there what 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 I would do is I would watch it with my group of friends for fun and then I would watch it again with like Connor and people that who love love it for the 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 deep dive stuff and i would go back through with them then and do the zoom or even skype because i think we can add a couple more people to skype we could legit set the table up like like i'm in my 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 new gaming lounge i'm gonna call it uh, <laughs> my setup i have a feeling that we you could do some pretty cool setups with doing skype and then having the tv on and doing both of this it'd be pretty cool i have oh, I, yeah that's, that's that's probably gonna be because like I don't know how they used to get rid of uh, around it with the mystery science theater 3000, but there's <laughs> something, you know what I mean? There's something to that. I, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. And I know there's some podcasts that will do movie nights and I don't, you know, whether it's, you know, legal or not as far as copyright or whatnot, but you know, they'll say, okay, Hey, at this time we're going to play this movie or whatnot. And then they got a chat going and, you know, ways, ways of doing it. So people could, could interact as they're watching, um, you know, like a classic Disney movie or, or something like that. Or this week, I know, um, on the podcast I listened to with it being October, they were going to do, um, like Halloween movies. So, you know, like this weekend is going to be like Halloween town, then Hocus Pocus nightmare before Christmas. And then end with um coco on i think they said like november 1st or something like that so yeah every every once a week they'll have uh you know a movie that they do and they have a live chat and stream and, and all of that so you can get a lot of people onto it as far as setting it up and how they do it um and getting around copyright or maybe they don't and if they get caught you know they'll say hey don't do it and they say okay um i uh, that's that's above my pay grade. Disney is one that you don't want to mess with because Disney. Yeah, Disney. Here's the thing: so people get mad about like Disney. So the, there was a story about how this school was doing a, <laughs> a performance of Frozen, uh, and the thing is, is if you're a lawyer for a big company like Disney and you find out someone's making money off of your stuff. You don't know what it, if they say a school. It could be a college. It's making money off of it. That's against the law. 
That's against the law. They didn't yeah. know it was an elementary school and it was a free performance. They didn't know that. So they got a lot of, you know, of flack for putting a cease and desist out to them. And I was like, well, hold on. They let them go through with it because it wasn't out of the goodness of their heart to let them go through with it. They let them go through it with it because it wasn't infringing on anything, even though it was technically illegal. The problem is they can't do that all the time because you start doing it for one person and another person and another person. They go, well, you let this person do it. And I learned that a long time ago from a customer when I was doing pest control. He had a property and the neighbor built the house right on the property line, barely legal. And he wanted to do it so he could maximize his driveway space. Well, what he didn't do was he didn't allow himself enough room to go to his backyard. Only uh-huh. a wheelbarrow, like a normal three-foot side. Well, he asked the neighbor, can I go around your back your house to go into my backyard? And the guy said, no. And I was there when he did it, and I go, why would you say no? He goes, because if you let him use it one time, that's common use. Mm-hmm. And that means they can use it for the rest of the time. And that's why Disney doesn't people think they're being mean. They're not because someone's going to find out that you let them, that they, they, they got let to be doing. Uh, they were allowed to use something. And then someone's going to be like, well, you let them use it. Why can't I use it? And there's going to be a discrimination. It's just going to be a whole big old thing. Yeah. So. Well, and that's why, like you said, they give they cease and desist because, you know, and that's kind of just saying, like you said, with the with the common right away or whatnot, um, you know, hey, no, but you know, we'll make a, um, you know, a concession on it or whatnot, but, you know, to save our butt and not have other people do it, we send the cease and desist and then we'll figure something out, um, after that, that, you know, is fine and not going to be, you know, a precedent for anything else. Plus that guy, like you're saying the, on your pest control thing, once if the guy, you know, breaks his ankle or something on the other guy's property, well, now that's his homeowner's insurance and all of that, even though, yep. you know, the other guy, there's a lot, like you said, you get there's, into a there's lot so of so many loopholes. Exactly. Legality issues, even though, you know, you're, you're trying to be a, a nice guy. Um, but you end up being, you know, the bad neighbor. It's like, well, no, because knowing my luck, that'll be the one time you slip and fall and, you know, paralyze yourself on my property and it's going to be all bad. And like you said, with, with Disney, they're going to gut react to, or any big company, you know, Hey, there's I mean, and we seen it with people um, selling merchandise. That's why they put, you know, a limit of stuff on it. You still go on eBay an hour after it's released and it's on there and they were taking people's annual passes away. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you can't do it. It's like um, a, you signed a contract and B it says right here in the fine print, you can't resell anything. And if you do, we could terminate your, um, your contract and therefore your annual pass. And they did it. And people, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they never did it. It's like, well, y- yeah, they never did it, but now they are. Um, and a- another one was uh, that I saw was uh, a guy with Club 33, how you get a uh, certain amount of passes every year. And in a fundraiser, he would do put his passes into it. And Disney got hold of that. And I can't remember exactly what happened, but like he was almost going to lose, or he may have. He did. Um, no, he lost his pass, and the problem is, lo- so yeah, lo- lost his pass and his privileges to Club Thirty Three, and he had it for like twenty five years and was doing this fundraiser, giving no, them. He had it longer than that. He had it like Walt. Like I think the dude, the dude's pretty old. Yeah, but I'm like I'm like he's old, and I I think when he was younger, when Walt 
passed away, but like yeah. I think the guy was in his 70s, 60s or 70s. The yep. problem is, is that dude had a history of doing this. Yeah. Yeah. This and, wasn't a one time. No. And the worst part is they actually do allow you to do that. They allow you to do that, like donate your tickets, but mm-hmm. you have to get prior approval from the parks. And that's the thing for me is. Look, I know some things you're not going to know. There's some things you're not going to know. But when you do yeah. it multiple times, you can't claim ignorance anymore. That's just the way it is. Right, exactly. So. Especially on a lot of the time, there's pro- if you ask, you will probably get an answer. And what's the worst thing they're going to say? No. no. Okay. Um, or, hey, yeah, you can, but here's the form you got to do or call this number or whatnot. Yeah, you got to jump through a couple hoops. But then it becomes legal. And if anything happens – Boom, here you go. Here's my paperwork that says it's fine. Oh, okay, yep, nope, you're legit. We're just checking it out and, you know, on your way you go. But with bigger companies, like you said, they got they're looking out for for themselves and I mean pretty much 10 times out of 10 it is you are breaking some rule um that when you signed up for whatever it was um was in there. Whether you read the fine print or the 10 page document, or you just flip to the back and signed it. Well, that's on you. And back to what we're talking, we're talking about, you know, streaming together with on Disney plus, and there is a, um, there is a lot of stuff that you sign when you set up, um, yeah. On Disney plus. So I can only imagine what the repercussions would be. So, um, let us know how you're feeling about everything we've talked about so far. Remind you again, our social media, facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter, FOMO underscore cast, FOMO podcast on Instagram. And uh, make sure, like I said, go to uh, YouTube and Twitch and search FOMOcast for all of our fun stuff on there. And you can hear me and Tim actually game together on Twitch when we're live. Um, now... Let's talk about my stuff that happened today. So um, I was working today and I got a notification that um, basically I had a package come or I got someone came up to my front door. So as I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm scrolling back to see what happened because I wanted to make sure the packages were there because the packages said they got delivered. And one of them, both were FedEx. One was a company. One, one was some stuff that I got. Well, I'm looking and I'm like, why is that box in the middle? Um, why go? Why is it a, the box just sitting there? And um, I was sitting there. I was like, wait, what? I'm looking at it and I go, it's like in my lawn. So I rewind, 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 and finally I get to the dude pulling up. Tim has seen this video. Well, and, and, and mind you, you're. Um... You have a gate around a fence around. I have house. a fence across the front of my property. No dogs in the front yard. I have small dogs on the inside. You can clearly see there's no dogs in the front yard because there's yeah. no space. I have a trailer in the front yard, but the dogs dogs would not be able to hide. This guy didn't think twice. Like it wasn't even like he grabbed the package and looked <laughs> at the yard looking for a dog. He right. grabbed it, walked to my fence. And for the young kids, he yeeted it right into the in my front yard. He literally said Kobe, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And the and Tim, you could hear the box bouncing, right? Yeah, you could hear the thud of the box. And I mean, it's not like you know, you have a short walkway and he was trying to chuck it up onto the porch and you could hear it, you know, land 
next to the your ring or something like that. I mean, it was a camera up under your eaves. I mean, there was some distance there, and you could hear the thud of the box land. Thankfully, he missed the sidewalk, but I mean, he still. almost hit my stone lions. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I just wanted to vent that a little bit. I I did I did add it to if you want to follow me on t- TikTok. I did actually put a video up on TikTok about it. Um, uh, it's got no views because I'm not anyone special. I just like posting on there. Oh, it's got four views now because I po- I posted it with a um, uh, a song from a guy. He's singing opera, yeet, with a yeet. He's singing instead of saying, like, oh, he's saying yeet. But um, it's it look, search FOMOcast on TikTok. I post every once in a while. You'll see my kid. He's cute. Um, took some video of him on vacation jumping into a sand pit in slow motion on accident. It was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, now that I have vented, I'm feeling a little bit better about that. Well, uh, and, and if you see a viral video of a, of a guy freaking Kobe in a package in the Turlock area, well, there you, you go. You know, it was, you know, it's, <laughs> um, so we'll get back into the important stuff. Um, this one, I, I laughed at this one because, so I've watched Avatar Eh, whatever, you know. Uh, and they finished filming number two, and they're almost done with number three. Well, I know because they were filming them concurrently, right? It wasn't like they were going to do all of two and then into three. They were kind of doing both of them while they had everyone. So there. they were supposedly they were the the rumor was they were going to do film two and three almost simultaneously. Yeah, and then. They were going to do the same thing with the fourth and fifth one. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be four, five, six, seven, eight, I think, or nine. I can't remember. I can't remember. They're all listed on IMDb. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I was just kind of like, does, does anyone really want these sequels anymore? Well, and it seems like they've had, like, it first came out, like, years ago that, hey, they're thinking about doing Avatar 2. And by the time, like, rumors or it was confirmed to, you know, start filming and ending filming, granted, I know these things don't take overnight, especially in an Avatar movie with how um, much goes into it. But it seems like it is to end, especially like I said, filming two movies, everything like that simultaneously. It just seems like the, um, you know, hype is gone. And maybe it'll come back once they start showing trailers of them. Um, um, and a release date comes out or a release time. But I mean, I, I've never watched Avatar. I think I've watched one minute of the movie. Um, and I know when I went to Disney World for our honeymoon, I saw the framework for a floating rock, but they were nowhere near being complete. So, but. yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's crazy too when you think about it is uh, like, I mean, I guess there is some hype about it, but yeah. I was just kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm like, what, what more can they can, what more can they do? Because I was like, um, I was sitting there and I was like, I don't, I don't know what else, you know, they could do with these movies because they were supposed to come out when the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out. That was the scheduled release date originally. That's right. And I remember because there was a bunch of drama 
about the fact that um, what basically was happening was, <coughs> excuse me, you got the dog behind me. Um, what basically was happening is Disney did this weird thing when the first Star Wars movie came out. And what they did was they always wanted to have Star Wars associated with December. So they put that they were going to release Pirates of the Caribbean in December to hold the date for the new Star Wars movie because they didn't want to announce it yet. Then they announced it, they moved it, and they moved the Pirates of the Caribbean to like March or May. That was when the new Avatar movie was supposed to get released, and then it got delayed. And then it's literally been just like delay after delay after delay. So I'm like, how close were they actually to making that movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just don't. I don't see how they actually had that, but whatever. I mean, I, I think it's crazy they have both of them actually done. And I'm actually kind of excited because the new technology, because you never know. They could have been working on the CGI this whole entire time because there are ways I'm sure of that they can basically have something set up and then digitally upgrade everything or recreate it to go to the exact same thing. So maybe it's going to be better. We don't know. Well, and what happens if, like, one of these films or both of them kind of flop? Yeah, I mean, you can't, I mean, what's to go straight to video? I mean, they're spending so much money. Exactly. And especially with the first one, how groundbreaking and how much that cost and and, and the hype and everything behind that. Um, I mean, you got to do the same thing for these or else nobody's going to go go and see them. You know, kind of be like... Uh, you know, some of the franchises where it's like, oh, they did one of those. Like, yeah, it came out in like limited theater release and really went straight to, you know, VOD or, or streaming because it didn't do it didn't test that great at all. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they got we'll, they got, we'll they got big happens. shoes to fill. They do. That, that is an understatement right there. So and I think, you know, what's funny is people are like, oh, the sequel came out too fast. Sequel came out too fast. How do you think people are going to feel if they go to the movie? They've been waiting for the sequel for how long now? Ten years. Right. Yeah, it's it's been a while. And they're basically going to be like, oh, yeah, it absolutely sucks. And then uh, what what is it going to do for you? You're super, super hyped. And then nope. So it is what it is. I, I, uh, Godspeed to them. Good luck. We'll see what happens. Um, the next thing we want to talk about, I, I don't have much details. I just want to mention it. So the boys on Amazon are getting a college spinoff. So apparently it's going to be like, I don't think it's going to be the same characters. It's going to be different characters that will tie in to, um, the storyline or the area kind of thing. Um, boys has been doing great. I've heard nothing but great reviews. I'm only a couple episodes in, so I need to hurry up and catch up because I am far behind, almost like we are on this podcast. You know, we're a week behind on all some of this stuff. So um, we'll see what happens with that. The next one, I don't know. Oh, there's Tim's cat. I can see Tim's cat on video looking out the window like a creeper. Um, I don't know. Uh, for some people, I had this weird. I, I'm going to see how old I was when this movie came out. So The Craft is getting rebooted, and it's scheduled to be released on um october 28th on demand um the the original craft 96 man so i was 12 man i was 12 when that came out right and i loved that movie um yeah 
I can't even pronounce. I I can barely pronounce her name. But um, okay, so it's Faruza is her name. Faruza Bach. Yeah. And she's the one that you, if you don't know her from this movie, she was the girlfriend that showed her boobs to Bobby Boucher and the Water Boy, and that's what she was kind of really well known for. But I loved her. She's an she's amazing in it. The the four main girls. So it's Robin Tooney, I think it says it's Faruza Bach, Nev Campbell, and Rachel True. All four of them were amazing in it. Um, you don't really remember the other people. I mean, Skeet Ulrich is in it. He's pretty memorable, kind of, from, from it. But the four girls did such an amazing job. Well, the reboot looks just as good. And it's called The Craft Legacy. So I don't even know if it's a reboot. Oh, it's a sequel. They say it's an actual sequel. Really? So, yeah. And actually, in the preview, it shows a picture of Feruza Balk in it. So, and the only people you would know that's in it is you have David Duchovny. Um, that's pretty much only people I recognize. Um, it's obviously going to change when it gets released because they usually the um, the 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 names get added to it and everything kind of gets changed. Well, this one girl is older that's in it, so I don't know. Um. Oh, that's why I know her. She's she is famous. This girl. Why do I know her? Oh, the path. So one of the main girls in it is the white main wife from the path. Okay, that's why I recognize her. So I am excited for it. It comes out on demand on October twenty eighth. We are gonna um uh see how we feel about that one. I hope it's as good. If it's not, I'm gonna be super disappointed. I'm really upset, Tim. Does it say warts coming out on, or is it just going to be all streaming services? I think it's all on demand everywhere for the starting. Okay. So basically, you're going to have to either buy it off Amazon or get like um. There, no, nobody's got the exclusive to it. It doesn't look like it. No. Okay. I don't see any. Makes. I mean, make, makes makes sense. I mean, it was a good movie, but it wasn't like it was a, you know, really huge movie. It's, where kind, some... of a, it's kind of a cult classic now. So that's yeah. why people, you know, what I mean. Um, but I mean, it's not big enough for anybody to to do an, an exclusive. Um, no, with it. so no, it'll be uh, interest interesting to see how that uh, how, really, how that goes and how. Here's what's funny. So this is this this is the countries they list in the release dates: Australia, Canada, Ireland, Italy, New Zealand, Poland, Sweden. All October twenty eighth. They that's all they say. And then you have October 29th, Germany, Spain, Finland, France, Hungary, Netherlands, Portugal, Singapore, and Slovakia on the 29th. And the 30th, it's Iceland and Vietnam. The United States is the 28th, but underneath it, it says Internet. <laughs> so I have no idea what that means. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Everyone needs to watch it. Um we have one quick one before we're going to go into some a heavy one that I'm going to talk a little bit about. So um, the rumor is that Samuel L. Jackson is in talks to do a Nick Fury show on Disney+. Plus. Um, I think this is an amazing idea because we haven't seen the true, like, we've seen one thing with um, Samuel L. Jackson riding in the truck when he gets attacked. But other than that, we don't know his full extent of what he can do as a crime fighter with no real superpowers that we know of. Yeah, I don't, to be honest, I have 
nothing to weigh in on it because I have no clue who Nick Fury is, but I guess he's played by uh, Sam, Sam, Sam Jackson. Nick Fury is one of the best characters in the comics. He does not take gruff from no one. I, he's a great character. I really like him. So since you don't know about that, so this one hit me hard. I was actually mentioning Connor from Kong Kong's Cantina again. When I was talking to him about this when this, this article broke. So um, basically, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Chadwick Boseman, this is crazy. So I guess he was the producer on 21 Bridges, which basically the movie is about he's a detective and they're trying to find a murderer, a murderer, a murderer and what they're doing or, or a serial killer. I can't remember. And they block off. There's 21 Bridges going into, I think it's like, I can't remember where it's at. Tim's going to look up the synopsis right now. Um, but... He basically gave, he made sure that Sienna Miller got more money. And so how he did that was he gave her some of his pay to make sure she wanted, he was very, very focused on equal pay for the actors and actresses. So which most people say refer to as just actors now, because they want to say they're equal. And I think this dude passes away and it's literally like, uh, it's hard to explain. Like it hit me hard, and then now we're finding out all this stuff—the great that he did while he was living—and no one said a word because he just—that's how he was. That's why he didn't tell anyone about why he was sick, which I don't encourage. You know, he had his support system. You know, if you're sick, you want to do you tell people. You know, his situation was a little bit different, but I just think it was crazy, and I think he was well, well, well overdue for that mural. Um, did you see the mural, Tim, of for him in downtown Disney? Yeah, on the side of ESPN Zone. It was an it's an amazing mural. It's a great tribute, and yep. I done by I a really local think, artist. And I think he's he's very deserving of it. So I really, yeah. I mean, it, I, I mean, it's, 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 there's nothing more we can say about it. But well, um, and, I mean, just to, really quick, if nobody's seen the mural, it is um, Chadwick Boseman uh, as his Black Panther character and um, a kid who you know assume is a cancer patient because um is in the the gown and has the uh the mask on uh and he's doing the arms cross too right the the well, patient absolute. yep yeah the kid so and they got a little plaque out there that kind of gives a a little uh you know description of it and it, you know done by a, a local artist um on it and it's very very well done and it just popped up overnight Nobody knew about it. One night, one day it wasn't there. Next, what was it? I think it replaced the 65th anniversary mural. And that was there one day. And the very next day, this popped up. And uh, it was a, a very nice and fitting tribute. Yes, it was. And they know what they're doing when they do stuff like that. They picked the perfect person and perfect way to do a tribute for them. And uh, I applaud Disney for doing that because a lot of times, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's. It's pretty it's it's pretty amazing what they did. So So next real quick, Conan the Barbarian is getting a TV series on Netflix. I um I I think I'm excited for it a little bit. I hope they stick true to the comic-ish type stuff. I know Netflix has been uh, trying to do their best with with that. 
So um, we'll see about that. I don't have much to say about it. I just so thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I just add just a couple little sentences here on uh, from a Deadline article. Um, it says it's the first deal between Netflix and Conan Properties International, owned by um, Mullenberg's Cabinet Entertainment. The patent gives Netflix the exclusive option to acquire rights to the Conan Literary Library and develop works across TV and film, both live action and animated. So that's, that's a pretty uh, big one. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And it says it would fit and do Netflix strategy of acquiring globally recognized IPs to build uh, a universe of films and TV series, including um, Ronald Dahl's novels, the Chronicles of Narnia books and the comic publisher uh, Miller world. So, I saw that kind of researching this. I'm like, oh man, that's that's pretty big time. So that's, that's a lot of stuff they can do with it too. Yeah, exactly. And they got, I mean, it's it's exclusive Netflix and and uh, between Netflix and, and Conan Properties International. So we'll see how how it is. Um, be curious if uh, if Arn, I'm sure Arnie will make an appearance in there somewhere or who. He kind of has to. I mean, yeah. he's kind of associated with Conan. You yeah. know what I mean? Or it could be one of those things where he's in, a, you know, the first episode as being the dad or grandfather or something like that, just to have his cameo to say he's in it, and then you never hear from him again. So yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be curious to see um, what they do with that and the uh, the take they do it and hopefully they do it good and um it has a nice long uh, uh time on there yeah we'll see what happens with that even if it comes to fruition or not um yeah. so this one is pretty huge um so regal cinema's parent company is called cineworld i don't know who what all places they own but i think mostly it's regals in the united states and um, literally, like the day after they announced that No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie, was uh, getting pushed back till next year, Cineworld said, "Well, guess what? Uh, Friday or Thursday? So tonight, tonight after closing of the theater, is the last time you can watch a movie in the in Regal Cinemas for the foreseeable future. They have said that you know we're not going to deal with this anymore. So." Um, it's a pretty big move, and I know people are kind of freaking out. Um, I know all companies have been kind of hit with, you know, things like this. This one is so epic, though, because they're just shutting everything down completely. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's got to take a stand. Some, or not necessarily a stand, but um, you know, got it. I guess they're they're going to do something about it. So this is one way to. Uh, to do it and it kind of stinks because it's movie theaters and they're kind of starting to come back or not and especially regal i know there are some <clears throat> places where uh the town only has a regal and to go to other ones you have to you know maybe drive uh 20 30 minutes to another nicer theater um or or bigger theater uh, so we'll uh we'll we'll see what happens there yeah, we will. It's it's one of those things where, um, you know, you just wish, you hope for the best, and um, fingers crossed. Uh, sadly, our next topic is another 
COVID. This is like the first real, like a second one. So uh, the show Glow, which was about um, female wrestlers, I think in the 80s. Glorious ladies of wrestling. And um, uh, it was approved for a a final season four. Like they said, this is going to be your last season. But hey, we got we got it approved. And uh, nope, they decided to cancel it after all. And it was kind of a shock because I hadn't heard nothing about it. And from what I'm hearing is um, I think what they're for most places like CBS, all the, the studios are looking at, well, we can start filming again probably the next week or two, you know, because everyone's projects are back. I think that's the only thing that the benefit from COVID was it's not just one thing getting pushed back everything got pushed back together yeah so you're not worried about your star not being able to start unless they had a contract to start a movie in the beginning of next year you know you're not going to finish it so i think that's what partly what it is is they realize they're going to be going over budget or they just need to spend that money on a new show because people are going to forget about the show since it's not going to be coming out so i mean we're going to see i have a feeling that animated stuff is going to make a huge comeback um, Tim did post that F is for family did get renewed for another season. So, so pumped. and the thing is, is you can work on those in quarantine. You can work those all the time. And so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but I am sad that it did get uh, canceled because um, while I did not watch it, I'm a huge fan of Allison Brie and she was one of the main people in it. And she's been in so many amazing different type of shows and movies you know, you just kind of wish you you wish the best for them and hope they succeed. So, um, yeah, no, I was sad to to see that because I, you know, found it and watched it and actually really uh, enjoyed it. Uh, and I know there's another, I think, um, an actual documentary on which is called Glow from uh, WWF or because you know, Glow stands for, like I said, Glorious Ladies of Wrestling. And right. it was those first uh, round of female wrestlers and a documentary on that. And I think it was called Glow and, you know, it had one of those long titles like uh, like Borat did. Um, but this one was, uh, like I said, more based in the 80s uh, and not the documentary style, but more of a series style on Netflix. And, um, you know, watched it till the end. Then COVID hit and I saw that it was. Um, you know, that they were going to have a final season. Season four got renewed. Like you said, it's going to be be the last hurrah. I'm like, okay, perfect, awesome. They're going to, you know, tie this all together because you got a couple different storylines in there um, as like with any type of, of movie, uh, I'm sorry, uh, series like this. And then it's canceled. So it stinks. So I guess I got to uh, just wait for F is for family. Um to come back i mean yes and no i mean maybe it can get picked up by another network but yeah and it had mark mark Marin in it who is absolutely is is classic i mean he plays him he basically plays himself in it that's pretty awesome yeah so let let, let us know if anything has affected you through covid you know entertainment wise go to facebook.com slash fomocast twitter fomo underscore cast and fomo podcast on instagram so we have um Literally, these last ones just came out. Like I just saw them today. So Tim, like this, when we have one in gaming with a uh, Rambo is coming to Mortal Kombat 11. Um, oh, I missed that one above it. Oops, 
we'll go back to that one. So Rambo is coming to Mortal Kombat 11. I haven't seen any of the um, the kill screens, the you know the specials, nothing like that. Which I actually like to do. You could spend like an hour watching all the specials that they can do. Like they have actual videos that show you everything they do. It's pretty cool. Um, but I just thought it was kind of interesting, and I hope Sylvester Stallone gets a cut out of this. You'll never know. Um, but so that's good. Um, I didn't know Mortal Kombat had eleven different ones. And just a quick little search here. Initial release date, August 92. Wow. So it's been, obviously, that's a reason why there's 11 of them. So Yeah. And, and it had a, and it, I like the movie, too. Good movie. You like the movie, too. The first right? one only? No, the second one. First one only. Had a great freaking soundtrack. And, uh, you know, it was huge when, because, I mean, I used to remember playing them. Um, um, when you actually would go to arcades and socialize and not play um, did over you ever, PlayStation or whatnot. Did you ever watch the documentary about them um, uh, making like the, the, the scenes of them fighting actually? I Mortal Kombat. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, like it literally, cause no. it literally it's them fighting. Like it's them. That's what it is. No, I will have to uh, check that out. I think it's a documentary, or it might be like a behind-the-scenes thing. I don't know. I just know that it's it's amazing, and 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 just seeing them doing their thing is just really cool, because it you know it wasn't CGI; it was legitimate as them imposing the yeah. image on it. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it it was. So the one thing I did miss um, is uh, that Jurassic World. It's called. Jurassic World Dominion is coming June 10th, 2022. And what I love about this one is they basically are saying this is it. This is the last one. And I'm going to tell you right now, what do you think the first thing I did with it was when I looked up the the uh, poster for it? What do you think was the first thing I did when I saw the poster? Um, I, I don't know. So I went through the names and basically I was like, like the na- names, like as of cast the actors. Uh huh. And I'm like, I swear to God, BD Wong better be in this. <laughs> Cause BD Wong is the only one across all, all of them. Yep. And he is in it. So literally, there you go. Literally, I'm gonna tell you right now, the names in this is freaking insane. Because yeah. okay, I get you need to have certain ones come back up. Um, you know, it's just it's just that's just a matter of fact. But um did I even share the I didn't share the poster? Uh let me look up Chris Pratt real quick. Cause I actually looked like like I I put it on our agenda as soon as I saw it because I'm like, oh man, Chris Pratt sharing it. So, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where when they share it, you know, you know, it's true. Okay. Yeah. And that poster, it looks super legit. It it looks like the Amber with the T-Rex in it. So, yep. It looks uh, like uh, of the first Jurassic Park. So the names you're going to know right off the Mm -hmm. get go. You got Laura Dern. You got Chris Pratt. You got Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. You got Bryce Dallas Howard. You got Sam Neill and you got B.D. Wong. So those are the ones that you would know right off the get go because I mean it's it's 
I mean, come on. And E.D. And- e. e. Wong is my favorite character besides Stabler from Law & Order SVU. He is one of my favorite <laughs> characters. She's not on anymore, which kind of makes me mad a little bit because he's amazing. But well, yeah. and on uh, on this one, you're gonna pull from the the classic one, the beginning one, like when you know me and you were younger. Uh, mm-hmm. You're gonna pull that audience, and then you're gonna pull the new audience with the the Bryce Ellis Howard and and the Chris Pratt. So you're pulling it across. Um, I mean, shoot, it could be multiple multiple generations there of people that that watched it. So one thing that is making me happy. I do see um, Omar Sy is in it. Who was the guy that helped Chris Pratt with the um, the, the Raptors? And oh, cool. Let me see who else. And then DeWanda Wise. Why does she look so familiar? I know her from something. Um, so DeWanda Wise. Oh, she's got to have it on HBO. Okay, I think that's what it is. Um, but she's also one that I recognize. But everybody else, it's and and, um, and my favorite, who is confirmed in the the list. Jake Johnson is returning. He's not on the poster, but he is returning. So I am super excited. And just just to, to put it in perspective, how big this franchise is and how important it is. I do know my son for his birthday got a toy from Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. And he loves the thing. <laughs> he loves dinosaurs right now. But you got to think, so you have Jurassic Park in 93, the Lost World Jurassic Park, which was my favorite. The second one was my favorite. Was that the one with uh, William H. Macy? No, that one okay. is the third one. Okay. The second one is the one where Jeff Goldblum and Julianne Moore um, are think that they're there to um, uh, wa- overwatch the animals that are on the island. And it's got Vince Vaughn and he has his daughter with her, with him. And they're in the trailer and they find out that it was all a ploy just to get there to catch all the animals. And they take the T-Rex back to San Francisco. Yeah. And- Jeff Goldblum has to take the baby with him, and the baby puts it back on the ship and sets the ship back, and, and the then sends it back out. At the, yep, yep, exactly. gotcha. So that's yep. that's the Lost World. Then you have Jurassic Park three, and then you have uh, Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and then now you're gonna have Jurassic World Dominion. So, so is this the third third, third one? Third, this is basically the six, the third one in the second trilogy. Yeah, and. Chris Pratt and Bryce Ellis Howard have been in both of them. All three. All three. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, both of them leading up to this one. Yes. And it appears I I don't re- I don't remember I don't remember um the, the everyone in the other one, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And didn't um uh, didn't you share a picture of uh What's her name's Laura Dern and Sam? I want to say Sam Elliott, but that's not his name. Um, with their cast chairs saying, Hey, you know, good to be back on set or something like that, as far as teasing that they were going to be in the new one. Uh, yeah. Um, basically, what they did was um, they were on set wherever they were at and they had the, yeah. the, the director's chairs, is what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting. It'll be. See how they uh, how they close uh, close it up this uh, this trilogy. It's going to be interesting. To see. And they said it is, um, you know, it is it is going to be the last one. You know what I mean? Hopefully so. they they give it a good, nice, firm, hard closure. Don't do one of those things where 
okay, hey, it's perfect. If you ended the movie here, it'd be perfect. But then you have that one last little scene where it's like, all right, well, they left it open for it to go, you know, an, another route if somebody else wants to wants to pick it up. You know, it could be, you know, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's um, kids that, you know, will pick it up and that they they'll they'll flash back to that scene. So hopefully it's one of those. But I don't have high hopes. You never for know. That. You yeah. never know. Anything can happen as of right now. Exactly. It's dinosaurs, man. So next, so we have basically two more things to talk about and then ending it with our classic Disney. Um, the breaking confirmation today was that Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange will appear in Spider-Man 3, which everyone is trying to say, well, this kind of confirms that we're going to have um, basically a into the Spider-Verse live action. Like everyone's like, just already say Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. I don't think you, I don't think you know how big this is. This is like, this is like massive because basically what they're saying is they're basically saying that they're going to basically make this the hugest thing. I think so. Here's my theory to Connor. Do you have the flash movie coming out? Maybe in next year, maybe the year after probably the year after, I think it's 2022. So when you see that happening and you're like, they have three Batmans. Three. They're going to have three Batmans in the one movie. The rumored one was Jeffrey Dean Morgan was going to play Batman. But that they already have confirmed Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton as Batmans in that movie because there's multiverses. So what are you going to do when you have Doctor Strange coming and he has the multiverse movie coming out why not have this happen with them in the spider-man movie to lead into it i think it's a it's a great move but i also think it's kind of planned to kind of combat the ability to bring in these old characters into a new a new universe that's why i'm excited and that's my dog freaking out sorry about i'm ex- i am excited for you well thank you so much <laughs> Remember, the only Marvel movies of that whole cinematic universe I have seen is two. It's Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So, wow. um, yeah, about that. Just never never got into it even as a kid or you know anything like that. So, um, yeah, it sounds like it's, it's pretty big. And we'll see who's, if your theory is correct or not. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be very excited for it. And if it is, folks, you heard it here first. Yes, you did. Um, so lastly before the Disney News, this one I just I just came up on my on my feed. Uh I made Tim watch it. I'm like, you need to hurry up and watch this, <laughs> dude. Um, and so it's called Fat Man. And um basically So, so when it was so just really quick, when you first saw that did you expect that it was going to be based on the character that it is based on? Yeah, it says that in the in the trailer in the in the, in the ads. 
Oh, it, well, I just yeah. like I said, I just looked on the on the. I didn't even see anything like that, and I'm like, what the heck are you wanting me to watch here? Just called Fat Man. I mean, that could be. I thought it was going to be some type of comedy uh, or like a serious comedy or something like that, um, but oh boy, was I wrong. Yeah, so um, so those that don't know, I mean, it is kind of a spoiler. So if you don't want to listen, avoid it for the next five minutes. So um, or don't watch the trailer. Don't watch the trailer. So basically, it's it's Mel Gibson playing Santa, and he is like a rugged, rugged. He's a he's a mountain man, Santa. Yeah, like Alaskan bush he's people, ar- armed, everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's a a, a mountain self sustaining Santa. Does not do you think of the stereotypical Santa? Throw it away. Yeah, and um, who's his wife? Is that Viola Davis? I think it is. Uh, I I I don't know. Who's that, that was? Look, that look, was, look it up. I know her face. What I know too. her from? I know her face from something. Um, but basically, he's married. And he's like, I, I'm going to give up on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's like, he, he sees someone like it's, it's creepy. Um, he was like, he sits down next to someone at a bar and he's like, hi, how you, how's it going? And he says his name. He goes, do I know you? And it's, it's super creepy. But yeah, um, he starts naming off his like kids and wife and whatnot. It's and basic basically the premise is is it was it it must contend with a hitman sent from a disappointed child. It looks like it's a dark comedy. This kid gets a lump of coal because he's bad. And (laughs) so the lady's name is uh Mary Jean Baptiste. There you go. Who do I know her from? Oh, she was on with without a trace. I loved without a trace. So she Uh, was on without a trace and how to get no that was only one time she was in something else for a lot of it okay yeah so she was in broad church and blind spot okay so she's been in a bunch of stuff that i've seen but um other one is walter goggins who (laughs) people would know from um eastbound and down i think he's in eastbound and down uh he probably makes a couple cameos would make sense but he's in um principles Vice or, principles. No, vice, vice principles. He's in um, what's the one with John Goodman we just Righte- talked about? Righteous gemstones. Righteous gemstones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he basically he's he looks amazing and he plays the hitman. And then they said the kid the the hitman the the kid that hires the hitman his name is Chance Hertzfield, and it's just super dark. And basically, um, the coolest part is is they're using the North Pole for something sort of military thing. So he has a contract with the military. And he's like, maybe I should just give up telling his wife and he's loading guns. And one of the elves says, they go, man, the, the, the military guys, they're eating all this bad food. It legit looks like uh, a elf. Like they're literally eating like candy and stuff like that. And they go, he goes, you eat so much food. And he goes, well, that's how us elves stay so young for so long. And they go about him too. And they go, no, uh, happiness is what makes him stay young so you can see that he goes because he says flat out that the kids um are different now they're not mm-hmm. they're not they're just it's bad so it's, it's an amazing trailer like yeah it's on the page go look at it i love it 
Well, so. and and it's crazy. I thought the one part about it too is like you said, where the military comes to him, and he was like, "Okay, I'll you know, this is the last time, one last kind of one last hurrah." So there's some there's looks like there's some background there, or some the previous history, whether they know about him, um, or you know he's done something to help them before. But like you said, he was given up, and then they come in. It's almost like okay, one, one last big blow him out. Exactly. And the last little in the trailer, the last little ten seconds after the credits, you got to watch till the end. It's oh yes, it, it's a nice it's, little com- comedy. It's pretty, it's yeah, pretty it, funny. It's yeah, it's dark, but you could see there's some comedy in it, um, especially with Mel Gibson and uh, Walton Goggins. Exactly. So, and lastly. Let's just go into this Disney mayhem. Um, so oh, they land, land you say it, that that comes out uh, December third. Okay, December third of twenty twenty. So, we'll oh wow, how, we'll we'll see if that date sticks. Yeah. So sorry, I just had to get that in there real quick. No, it's good to know. I'll have it on my. I'll have it saved to, to watch. Um, the last thing that we have is Disney news. So Disney laying off 28,000 people. Mm-hmm. So for those of you, we don't want to debate why you know, I don't care why is I don't care about, I don't have it. I don't care about any of that stuff. I do know that it legitimately has something to do with the union a hundred percent because there it's weird how the negotiations were still ongoing. And then all of a sudden they started laying off. They're not laying off as many union people as they are non-union that's just the way it goes well and initially that twenty-eight thousand was uh no union people at all and then they came out again and said it was like four thousand or two thousand twenty something hundred of the of union but yeah here's one thing so if you're listening to this and you're an employee of disney i saw this post and it was actually very enlightening apparently a lot of people have been seeing posts from those who work at the parks and they're furloughed and they said well you know what i found a great job i don't need that job anymore if you are one of those people please call and quit please call and resign do whatever you can because you may be one of the people they decided to keep and if they do that and you're going to quit no matter what then someone's out of a job and you know so just be a good person on that aspect please um i i, I you know I beg of you because I know people who legitimately need the job and it's something that they actually love and cherish. So yeah, it's one and, of those things. And, and those, that number is, um, Disney, the parks, um, Imagineering, uh, and, um, uh, there was a third one too. And I can't remember what, so yeah, what yeah, it was. And it's the Imagineering too. And that's a big one because the Imagineers are legit. The people who make the park magical. So they're legit laying off people who do stuff that are way above what you would ever think. Oh, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of things that are behind the scenes, the people in the trenches in Imagineering, it's not like the the Joe Rodies or Tony Baxter's or Bob Gers or well, Bob Gers retired, and I think Tony Baxter is too. But you see all these names that you associate with it um, and that uh, – you know that they get all the credit for but it's all the people in the trenches um behind the scenes uh doing a lot of the work and obviously uh 
the ones that get all the credit for it, there's a reason for it because they've been there long enough and know what's going on and they put their stamp of approval on it. Or if something doesn't work out, well, you know what Imagineer was the lead of that. And it's like, hey, uh, that didn't really work out or pan out as uh, as it planned. So, um, yeah, it's, it's sad. And I know I follow a couple people on Instagram that uh, worked, whether it's for Imagineering or a cast member, and that got, you know, furloughed and now got laid off. And remember, they've been furloughed this whole time. Um, so Disney was still paying for their uh, medical and benefits and everything. So it's not they didn't have. Yes, they didn't have a job, but they still had um, their benefits. And at some point, you know, I mean, it's a matter of dollar and cents as much as Disney makes a lot of uh, a lot of money. But. You know, you can't be once again, it's a publicly traded company. So you got to look out for it. It's a business and the shareholders and everything. And they did as much as they could. But there comes a point when it's like, hey, it's either we're going to have enough to open up the park or we're going to have to close and start selling off some, um, you know, some things of of Disney, of, of the company just to keep the rest of the company um, afloat. So, I mean, they, they held off as long as they can. It, it's sad. Um, there is a lot of um, donation pages that you could go to. Please research them because you always have people that will um, try and scam, try and scam, try, try and scam, and everything like that. Um, go on legitimate uh, Disney websites or blogger websites that you trust. Uh, and do the research. I know there's a couple of them that got pantries uh, or setting up pantries for cast members and people that have gotten laid off or or Patreon accounts that will go I didn't know to. About that one. Yeah, uh, I just, just you know a couple of them that I've I've seen, um, and you know it's 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 specifically for uh, cast members that are you know in need. Uh, that need a, a little bit of, of extra help. So, um, you know, donate, donate if you can, um, or, you know, go to the parks and support the ones that are, that are fortunate to still have a job. And hopefully when everything comes back and is on the up and up there, we'll be able to hire a lot of them back, um, that will want to come back, um, or that are, that are still able to come back. But, you know, it's a sad thing and you know, it's not only Disneyland that's suffering, but the whole city, at least in California, the whole city of Anaheim that's suffering. Look at all the hotels, the restaurants just in that greater Disney area. I mean, you could probably make a, a three mile circle and all of those have been um, affected by it. I mean, shoot, they bought it. You, you, you put a hotel across the street from Disneyland because you know, it's going to be open three sixty five. You know, it's going to be open every single day. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. And that, that And the scary, the sad part is, is so like, for those that don't know, um, cast members did say that Josh was a Deanne. Was that how you say his tomorrow. last name? Josh tomorrow. Josh tomorrow, who is the parks president. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the Disneyland president and he got promoted to basically all park presidents. Yeah. Once they, Bob Igar stepped down and did all yeah. that shuffling, they moved a lot of people around. Yeah. Um, so he was downtown Disney in California and he was apologizing to everyone and talking to them and letting them vent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
No, that and that shows a lot to to his character. Um, and I know I saw a lot of emails from heads of different um, unions, and especially Josh Tomorrow, heads of of all the parks and um, heads of Imagineering that sent out e- that sent emails out to everyone, letting them know, um, you know, if you haven't heard the news, here's the news. And it wasn't like a, too bad, so sad. It, you know, they did it the right way, which Disney. Disney would and especially seeing him physically down there talking to the cast members and if he's talking to the cast members that means that they still have a job um, that they were at least working um, that that day you know maybe tomorrow they you know got got uh, laid off but I mean that just because he didn't have to do that he could have said oh well sorry you know I'm I still got a job I still got to run the parks that that are open but it goes and shows a lot to, to his character. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people saw that too. Uh, and then I think it was a couple days later, he was over in Disney world because it was all Disney parks that this affected. Right. Um, of course, the majority of it was Disneyland cause it's the only Disney park that's not open, but um, we'll kind of get into that and I won't try to get too um, political in that. Uh, but you know, then he went over to, Disney World and did the same thing over there. So I mean, I've I've always kind of liked him, especially in the new role that he's been at, and um, even before that, he was spotted at the parks a couple weeks before that. So no, I think that was it was great on his part, whether on his part whether he was told to do that or he did it on his own. Um, good, it was it was good move, and everyone said he seemed very genuine about it. He didn't put a right put an act and, and on or, or I've heard everyone that, in, like that I've heard everyone that interacts with him is like very, very like um uh he's very genuine. Yeah. So you know and that's, just I mean it, it, every time you see him or in a video or anything with him, he seems like kind of what you see is what you get. He's a straight shooter. He doesn't doesn't seem um like he's above you or, or anything like that. Yeah. Well on, very, on a, very approachable. On a good note, um, they um, Connor did tell me that um, the rumor that I heard um, is he heard is that they're going to be um, expanding the hours of operation at Disney World because it's come to the point where they need to start doing that because they're running out of time with um, the people being there. So I mean that's kind of a positive that people are actually um, going to the parks. So that's that's, that's definitely good because I know what was it they were kind of cutting hours. Uh a little bit and now that they're expanding. Oh no, it. they cut them a lot. Yeah. They cut them a lot. But um my favorite thing, we'll end on this one because if we're going long, Tim, you need to go to bed. Um need to level up my gun. <laughs> um <laughs> keep saying level up your gun. Um the letter that was sent by the head doctor for Disney <laughs> to the state of California Basically putting him on blast. How basically the, she? I think she went over the plan, and was like, um, basically, if we do this, we're never going to open. We never physically are going to be able to reopen. Yeah, in any, um, and that's for anything parks in California. It's basically, they say what you got to be in the lowest tier to reopen, and you can only reopen at like twenty five percent capacity. It's like, hold wait. So we're going to be in the lowest tier, which means that. You know, you got to have it's either zero to one, I think, of a thousand um, people test positive. So basically means that it's it's pretty much almost completely gone. 
um, still lingering around, but then only open to order at a open at a quarter of the capacity. It's like, well, hold on, wait here. Why can't, why can't we do that right now? Um, and then once it gets, we start moving down, then we can go, you know, 25%, 50%, 75% and then back up to a hundred percent. Maybe they will never get to a hundred percent or the right. new hundred percent is going to be what, um, uh, what 80% uh, of, or 90% of what the old capacity was just because you know what, now's a good time to restructure um, everything due to this and, you know, have, have plans and stuff in, uh, in place but you know last friday they were going to put a you know rumors were that they were going well i guess it was rumors then but it was confirmed now that they were going to release guidelines for theme parks for california um and thursday can't remember if it was thursday night or friday morning that it came out that bob Iger resigned from the uh i forgot what they call it committee or opening whatever. it was it was the committee for reopening california for re- yeah so he quit because he did everything that he could, obviously being a president of, you know, biggest theme park in the world. Um, and he was wanting everyone to open because what's good, you know, is, is good for everyone to open, not just Disney. That's just who he was um, a, a president of or he, who his ties were to. And he said, you know, this is he tried his everything that he could and just didn't like the plan and resigned. He's like, there's there's nothing more that I could do here. I give my input. And obviously all the theme parks um, told him, hey, don't don't uh, wrote a letter or told his office, don't release these. We don't want them. This is there's nothing. This is of no benefit to us. So they pulled back and and um didn't release them which is very uh well i think that the biggest thing was is that the people that would be able to attend the theme park would only come from a 120 mile radius from the theme park right so because they want to confirm because basically uh almost most of the counties have started uh upgrading except for i think um anaheim was the only one that wasn't and so yeah. they basically wanted to limit to all the places that um, were were COVID better, you know, on that certain level. So yeah, but it's like okay, well, you know, that means I I couldn't go, and I live well, I don't I didn't look it up, but I'm three and a half hours away. So what's that? You know, two hundred miles away. You know, I wouldn't be able to go. You know, a lot a yeah. lot of people wouldn't be able to go. Granted, there's a lot of people in the L.A. area, but usually on these types of diseases, the more people you have, the more people that have it just in the general populated area. Um, And then in his press conference the following day, it would have been Monday, um, a couple people asked him about it and he completely skated around the question, didn't say say anything. So um, and now it's come out that. There, he has no projected timetable. Like that's not on, you know, a, a priority of his of getting the theme parks back open. Which, mind you, SeaWorld's open because they're using the zoo exception or uh, the zoo on it. None of their rides are open, but you could go there and see the animals. I believe we did. Legoland we did. is it's open, open. Be- because it's all open air. Um, and I know they were saying even in with Disneyland opening that you couldn't have any indoor queues 
Well, then how, like, I was thinking about it, that's like three quarters of the rides you're not going to be able to ride. Space yep. Mountain, you can't ride. Um, yep. And I don't know what they consider indoor. Is Peter Pan considered in, you know, all those Fantasyland rides, or is that considered indoor? Um, you know, you got a lot of, a lot of those ones. So it's, it's a shame that it happened. Um, and, you know, like I said, not to get too political into it, but I am very disappointed in, in our governor um in doing this especially having a task force that's what it was it was a task force um on getting this together with a lot of bright minds on it um and that's what they they came up with uh so yeah and it's you know it's kind of doesn't doesn't surprise me for well, and what's kind of shocking what's shocking to me though is is that the parks closed voluntarily yeah. After they didn't get told to close, and so it's kind of like you waited that long to close them, but now you're going to make sure they stay closed for as long as possible. I don't know. Yep, exactly. And and you you put this task force together of getting stuff reopened, and it, you know it's the theme parks that came out and said, you know, they should be happy. Hey, let's open, let's open. We're ready, let's open. We got all this stuff. We haven't been doing anything. Um, we're on a limited budget here, so we're doing what little refurbs was already on the books that we budgeted for. Uh, mm-hmm. And had nothing but time to get everything ready for these COVID protocols that were going on. So they should be, you know, ecstatic to reopen. But they're the ones that said, no, don't don't send out those guidelines because th- those are absolute garbage. And it's going to do more harm than actual good. It's it's bad when the theme park, like you said, they voluntarily closed. And then now they rejected the guidelines before they even came out. That's, exactly. That's, that says something, something it, there. It says a lot to me and, you know, we, you know, we'll, we'll leave it at that, but I do want to end this yeah. on a positive note um, and say that, you know, we appreciate everyone, everything you're doing, everyone that's watching the YouTube, uh, watching the Twitch streams, me and Tim, we have fun, you know, we're, we don't talk as much as we should, but we'll talk some more because I know I got all the audio and everything on it. Um, but you make sure to go to all of our social media platforms, facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter, FOMO underscore cast, FOMO podcast on Instagram. Look up FOMOcast on TikTok if you do want to see my hilarious video of my package getting <laughs> yeeted. Or if you go to Grizzle, uh, Grizzle uh, CEO, I think that's what my name is on Instagram. I can never remember my name on Instagram because I never look at my actual name. Um, I can never remember if it's Grizzle. Yeah, it's Grizzle CEO, one word. My video is there as well, and everyone is liking it and laughing at it. So that's super. Um, but uh, yeah, and then make sure you go to our Twitch and YouTube and search FOMOcast, and we should have another video up for Barrel and Blade coming up pretty soon. And I might have some more giveaways to go along with that kind of stuff because I like giving stuff away because it's fun for me. So, um, <laughs> So uh, and and well, before you sign off, I might have a um, uh, report for you for the next one because I may be heading down to the Anaheim area this weekend. Who knows? Oh, we'll see. Get big in the wife. I saw you kept posting stuff trying to get your wife to go down there. Heck yeah, dude! I want that Jungle Cruise hat. It's legit. <laughs> the skipper hat. So well, maybe, we'll have m- a maybe I'll have a yeah a trip report next out. week. I'll. Yeah, I'll see because um, if anything, it would be Sunday, and I'd rather go there than to watch my Raiders um, lose in the most pathetic fashion as possible. And yes, I could say that because I am a lifelong Raider fan. So, 
he's a lifelong Raider fan. As long as I've known him, he's been a Raider fan. Um, and I am a Dodgers fan, so I uh, just want to say uh, go Dodgers. Um, go Dodgers. Hopefully, hopefully when this airs, they will have swept the Padres. They're up right now. Don't want to jinx them, but uh, fingers crossed. Nice, and hopefully they um, don't get cheated out of a, of another World Series. So I know Houston beat my uh, Oakland A's, but they were banged and bruised there at the end, so they gave it a, a hell of a ride. So sorry we couldn't yeah. beat them for you, but <clears throat> we, we got the trash cans out of the dugout, but I guess that <laughs> didn't work. So <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you next time. Yeah.